0: Thanks for listening to episode 97. I'd like to welcome our next guest, Dan Hughes, to the Crown Refs podcast. Coach Hughes is the head coach of the Seattle Storm. He's a two time WNBA coach of the year, and he won his first championship in 2018, led by superstars Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart. In 2019, he captured his greatest victory of all by surviving cancer. We had a very candid discussion about officiating from a coach's perspective. I think you're gonna get some real value out of our talk. Please share this episode with a fellow official, a coach, or a player because I think all participants of the game can benefit benefit from these kind of talks do me a favor share the episode and if you can also hit the subscribe button to be notified of all future episodes i'd really appreciate that hope you're having a wonderful start to your summer stay safe
1: hi this is dan hughes head coach of the seattle storm thank you for listening to the crown refs podcast serve the game stops. There we go. Well, Dan Hughes seeking his first championship.
0: The third wingingest coach in WNBA history. He took over a group that last year won 11 fewer games than what he was able to do with his squad this season. Adding Jordan Canada and Natasha Howard and he's had the right voice for this team. Utilizing the leadership of Sue Bird and working beautifully in concert with one another.
1: This B- i
0: You have a, a very impressive track record with over 20 years coaching experience in the WNBA, got your start in 1999. You've won a championship, two-time coach of the year. You've coached star players. Um, so what are some of the key factors that's contributed to your longevity and success as a coach?
1: Well, I think relationships. I mean, I, I don't care whether you're in basketball or, or, or officiating or in business. Um if you have the ability to have relationships and specifically long-term relationships, uh, it's such a plus uh, because it allows you to, you know, sometimes have a career in what you're doing, you know? And, and so it, I think it's been about relationships because that's the thing I honestly, when I reflect on coaching and my teams, that's where I go to.
0: Definitely helps build your chemistry, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, if if, if if you're about relationships, you're often about empowering others. And I think, you know, when you're self-serving, you probably have a shelf shelf life. I think if you're an empowering type of of presence, then I think, man, you know, you can you can see different uh, different generations, you know, kind of play out.
0: There's such a difference between, um, you know, being in power and trying to get control of power. And like you said, empowering you being like the vehicle and the catalyst for, for others around you to grow similar to, you know, what I'm trying to do with officiating. Um, I know it's always great to hear from a coach off the court. We don't necessarily love hearing from them on the court all the time, although, you know, we know it's part of the game and we enjoy the challenge, but, um, just the fact that we kind of have you, I like picking the, 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 a coach's brain, um, to hear their officiating perspective. I think it's very valuable. So I want to tap into that. So thank you for allowing, you know, access. Let me ask you this. How do you identify a great official? You know, what are the qualities that help you separate and differentiate officials from
1: one another? Um, I think to be honest with you, uh, I, that has evolved over my career. Um, I think I have a much better position to evaluate an official right now. For whatever reason, my career has taken me to a better point. Um, so it it is not something that uh, I have always been good at doing. I'm not sure I'm great at doing it right now. But I, what I would say is that you know if 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 I feel like they manage the game well, you know, and by manage, I mean calls are communicated um, they follow a sense of logic, you know we're watching the game play, and I'm not one that's just really looking for somebody to find this minute, strange call you know, to to show that somehow the presence of that. I kind of like somebody who manages the game moves, the communication is efficient back and forth. Uh, they understand that I have a job to do and they have a job to do. But I, you know, when the game's managed pretty well, uh, that really sends me to a way better place as a coach
0: just looking for official to be approachable and consistent on both ends.
1: Yeah. And and that's really well said, you know, the consistency, you know, I will adjust early in a game as an official, no question. If I feel like it's on both ends of the court and I'll coach my team that way, where you probably hear from me is when two things happen, when, when I'm looking and trying to interpret one end, and it doesn't make sense to the other end. Um, uh, and so now I'm frustrated coaching my team. And the second thing is the communication factor. I think officials that communicate with me and I, and quite honestly, I, I am better, uh, in my communication over this last two or three years than I had been probably the first 17, but that communication factor can, can disarm me almost instantly, um, uh, if it's
0: done effectively. That, it's interesting. One, one of the main responses or, or a very common response I hear from coaches is, you know, you got to call the same thing. The same thing happened on this end, and now the same thing's happening again, and you're not calling it. And I'm always like, Coach, I respect that. I understand you, you, you think it's the same. I don't think it's ever the same. It may be similar plays, but never the exact same play you're going to see on the other end, you know? So, but I, but I get it. I get it.
1: And I think that's, that's well said. And, and and to be honest with you, um, you know, coaching is like officiating. It's not easy. Those are two jobs that are tough. They're hard. And some of the more veteran officials that deal with me or have dealt with me repetitively, like I've had some officials that have probably worked for me almost 20 years. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. that's a long time, but I, a lot of the really good ones have kind of figured out, okay, uh, you know, if I, um, if he's this way, and I'm this way, you know, then maybe there's a good chance that he'll be this way the rest of the way, and they, they they literally disarm me with humor, sometimes, they disarm me with honesty, you know, I mean, if they tell me, you know what, I, I'm not sure I got that right, but I'm going to go look. I probably am going to move on, right. you know, to be honest with you. So they, they've learned that art too.
0: I'm sure you've built quite a rapport coaching alongside, you know, 20 years working with officials. So it's interesting to hear your answer about what, what stands out positively in your mind. I want to reverse that question to you. What are some, this might be a little bit easier for you to answer. What are some things you like least about what official does, what an official does?
1: I don't like cute calls. I don't like calls that that probably. Did you say cute. 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 Yeah, there's a there there's a this thing happened, and it's not obvious to me. It's not obvious to the other coach. It's not obvious to the fans. Um,
0: a game interrupter, have, huh? A game interrupter. Something. Yeah. Said.
1: Yeah, that one really I struggle with, you know. And um, so when 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 everybody's kind of surprised by a call, that that probably is is a difficult thing for me to to take as a coach, you know. Sometimes, you know, in regard to that,
0: I, I'm right there with you. Um, one of like the things I, I can't say the most about my performance is when I call a cheapie. When I call, when I stop the game, press the stop button on the game when the game did not need to stop. So, you know, I agree those are frustrated on both sides from, from coaches and from officials. We as officials all command varying levels of respect in the eyes of the coaches and the players. Um, and the more command that we can produce, the more respect that we're going to receive. And I'm sure coaches, can recognize that about us, which helps them pick their spots on what to say to who. Um, you know, I, I know there've been plenty of times where I've been intimidated on the court by a coach, fearful of, of the interaction. So from a coach's perspective, what when can you sense an official is weak, nervous, or easily intimidated?
1: That's a really good question. Um, when I see... Um, them working with their crew, and I can see that that there is just not a chemistry. You know, when I when I see somebody feeling the need to call a, a play that logically um, is overreaching. Gotcha. And when, when I. Th- when I don't feel like they're working together in certain ways. I'm not a big, big fan of people. I I like the officials to get it right, but I really don't want to see see a scenario where there's multiple times that an official is corrected when they're in the best position to see the play. And, And I, you know, coaches are probably like me. They don't always know the rules. They don't always know exactly where you're looking all the time. Right. So, so there, there's some of that. But we we kind of know who's close and who has great vision of that. And I like crews that they all kind of carry their weight. And um, they may, at halftime, have a, a discussion. But, man, as clean as it can be during the game, where, where we're not having that on the court all the time, the happier I probably am as a coach.
0: You know, we we as officials focus in on that a lot, and that's called staying in your your primary, right? We all have a portion of the court that we cover, and when we come out of our primary and, and make a secondary whistle, our percentages drop very low. So it's interesting that on the flip side of that, you're recognizing that as well. So when it comes from out of their primary to get a whistle, that that wakes you up, raises your awareness.
1: It does, and you know what really helped me was. Um... I had been in San Antonio for like 12 years and it it started a progression to where I'm at now. I think where I am better understanding officials, I am less frustrated, but I hired an official to talk to me after every game. So he watched the game as an official watching the game. And then he talked to me about the game. You know, he made several points about my players. He made points about me. He, he made points about, no, that's a correct call, coach, or no, you, you, I, I see you had a point here. But it, it started me thinking clinically about the art of officiating as opposed to emotionally. Right, right, right. That I spent most of my career as a coach.
0: Wow, that's, that's really impressive that you, you would do that. That must have been quite a learning experience for you. It definitely helped shape you. I'm sure you're way ahead of other coaches if you've gotten that training.
1: But it, it it really helped me. Um, I have probably cut my technicals into. I probably averaged five a year. To, I think I was one game I got a tee in last year, and then one game the day the year before. So it's, it's changed my frustration. Now don't clap at me too much. I got I got a second one uh, last year. And Numbers
0: are still good though. There yeah, yeah, good. way better,
1: yeah. but partially because, you know, and, and 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 you could argue I have a better team I'm coaching, and sometimes we mm. exemplify. I, I very early in my time at Seattle, I was up dialoguing on a call, and Brianna Stewart, who is was the MVP of the league, said to me, "Coach, we really need you here," and it it changed me. It's like, you know what? They, they need me to be a coach here. They don't need me on the edge of, mm. of, of uh, getting us in trouble uh, or me getting thrown out. We And she said that to me. And I'll tell you, it had a dramatic effect on how I handle frustrating situations.
0: Yeah, it came off a little bit differently than if officials said that to you, that your star yeah. player kind of like woke you <laughs> <Yeah>. up,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... But players, uh, you know, what I've noticed with officials is that um, the supervisors and people that are in charge, they're important. They're important. They're like a coach. They help create a culture. Absolutely. That comes across, you know. And I had one year I was in between jobs. um, And I was hired by the Mid-American Conference, the MAC to be their first assistant commissioner of basketball and the commissioner removed the, the official assigner and asked me to do it. So I had to assign officials for a 13, 14 team league back at the time, but it really gave me a look at officiating differently and, and the reality of, of, of the world of, uh, what the officials have to do to put their schedule together and you know and, and be a big time official
0: it's too bad you're not assigning now i'd fly out to your camp
1: <laughs> no i was not real good you know I I did that for one year and went back to coaching i think i'm doing the right thing i don't think that was my calling that's interesting that's great
0: um you know a big portion of, of the content i produce is geared towards improving the communication aspect of this game, because I believe it is the hardest skill set to pick up. And let's be honest, there's no rule book. There's no instructions manual on how we can improve. So it's very challenging at times. In your opinion, what aspect of communication do you think officials can do a better
1: job at? Uh, I think humor. I've mentioned that before. I've mentioned that. That really works. That really works with me, you know if i feel uh, and, and i don't take i'm not sarcastic about it if you're you know if 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 you have enough presence to let me kind of maybe initially start down a road okay and then you talk to me like we're both going to work this out or you bring humor to it i i have learned to okay i don't i don't have to be Demo- I, my trouble a lot of times demonstrative. I've never sworn an official in all those years. Never. I have never sworn at an official. I respect that. But I've been very demonstrative. You know, I have a very commanding voice. A long
0: wingspan.
1: Oh, I do. And 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 people hear me at the other end and all that kind of stuff. But uh, humor really works with me. And it, and I I I can see some of the officials have talked to each other. Uh, because, and and I think I've honestly improved a little bit of my communication to them in a more open way, but humor does that for me. Uh, the ability to, to, okay, I start down a road, but then I start to correct myself, um, and then they just kind of talk to me, you know, because um, I really... Uh, talk less to the officials than I had in my earlier years. Uh, and and sometimes I, I am going to probably be emotional, but very quickly, I don't want to stay emotional. I kind of want to get back to where we're talking to each other. And that's what I've learned because I wasn't very good in that at the early years. And I, there's probably a lot of us like that.
0: Uh, I respect that answer. I appreciate you, you, you telling
1: me that. Well, and, and even... You know, even as a coach, there's times like I make decisions that don't turn out right, you know. And those of us that have been in the in a career a long time, um, we know that kind of happens, you know. And sometimes an official say, you know, you know, I'll check that one, you know. I I maybe I didn't get that right, you know. It I am not gonna pounce on that and And go crazy i'm going to kind of understand that as a professional who's been in it a lot of times you know i 'll make play calls with players, and some of the better players will look at me like, "You know what you know and and uh we we get that, and I get that way better now uh, about officials, so if they say that to me, probably the the conversation's over, and I'm to the next play
0: what responses um do you dislike hearing from officials.
1: An absolute uh, assurance that they got it right mm-hmm. and that I'm wrong. You know, um, I struggle with that. You know, um, I struggle more where I see players are getting frustrated and the official is not intercepting that frustration. You know, with a with a conversation or, or something, you know, uh, I, through the years I've had honestly very few players get technicals really argue in in a demonstrative way. Um, I really don't, I really haven't. I've probably been the one that's been more that way, but, uh, I want to see them work, especially if it's a a quality player with a good reputation, I kind of want to see them, hear out the player, move the player on, you know, let me coach the player, you know, but if I see a a level of constant frustration and no communication, and I'm talking about professionals and I'm talking about older players, that's hard for me because now uh, it's harder for me to coach that player because they, they seem to be in a frustrated moment.
0: Understandable, you know the flip side of that is you know players' frustrations it, it can become constant at times, and a lot of times they lose focus on actually just playing the game and their focus right. and attention turns to the officiating and what happened on the previous possession now do you think you think that's ca- somewhat counterproductive to winning?
1: absolutely I'll coach players to eliminate that i you know and i I, I don't know how much officials realize that. But I can tell, you know, and you know what? The players can tell when it affects me as I've gotten older. They know. They know when I, 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 that I have to move on. And I know it to them, too. And I don't, I don't like players that complain early, you know. And so I, as an official, I may live with some up and down things in regard because I kind of want to get to the point in the game that really matters and make sure I got enough data mm-hmm. to substantiate that I got a problem. And I want the players to be the same. I really don't like players begging for calls. I, 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 and I will coach that. I will coach that a lot. I really don't like good players begging for calls. I, I, I just do not. And so yeah, I I think it can affect your performance, and I will I will definitely coach that in a player.
0: Yeah, just tell me a little bit more about the advice that you give um, to players on how to effectively deal with the officials. What do your conversations sound like?
1: Well, and, and and I don't want this taken wrong, but a really good player, I'm like, you know, get through this, you know, keep playing, you know, the calls will come back to you especially when when we get to important parts of the game. You know, uh, they'll, they'll get it right in that point because they got enough data that they know what you're dealing with. You know, if you're getting held, you're getting bumped, all those kinds of things, you know, and, and a player who may want to be getting off to a good start, you know, they may start complaining. And I, 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 I really don't see the benefit. Uh, in their relationship with the officials if they're coming out of the gate begging for calls because if they're really good there'll be enough data that the officials will realize you know what they're they're holding here or they're they got hands on here and it will show up in the second half or third quarter or fourth quarter whatever yeah because you're giving them enough data you know in regard to it and Um, I do coach that. I I, I do that. But I also find my really good players, they get that too. They get that too. And they don't want me in the first quarter, and, and, and I probably did this too much in my earlier years, but they don't really want me in dialogue with the officials all that much. And let the officials get enough data that they figure out what's going on, and then we'll be fine. And I'm kind of the same way with them.
0: But same thing with us. You know, when we get something wrong, just like you said, move on. Next play mentality. You know, we we can't think about um, the missed hand check or or the block charge we got wrong three possessions ago, because then we're going to mess up on an upcoming possession. Well, um,
1: well you know, in, in the video era that we're really in, you know, there's a lot good with that, but boy, there's a lot too where, um, you know. <laughs> it, it, it creates a perfection that, that either I'm looking at as a coach and expecting or the officials are, you know, they're graded, Or it seems to me as a coach, sometimes they're graded on almost every call. And so we all react to that kind of pressure a little differently. You know, I got to get this next one, right. You know, and, and, uh, So then, you you sometimes you get a trend that, as a coach, you're trying to make sense of, you know, in regard to it. Now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but, but in and in and sometimes you know we'll turn in plays, and and I will have looked at it, but I'm looking at it through my eyes, you know, I'm looking at it through my eyes. And what really helped me was understanding how an official is trained, and kind of what they're looking at as priorities in that decision. Because honestly, a lot of us coaches, we don't know that.
0: You guys got we enough don't. to worry about. We don't.
1: Yeah, we don't. We don't and probably never will, to be honest. With
0: you. <laughs> Just like officials don't know the ins and outs of coaching. Because if we knew too much of that, we're probably not going to be that good on this side.
1: Yeah. That, so. You know, you, you as a coach know – you're, you're, you're preparing for teams that maybe you played those coaches multiple times and you kind of know they they try to beat up this player, you know, because they think that player won't play through some of the physicality. They'll, they'll hold in some, some, some off-the-ball situations and, and force the officials to make calls before they get to that. And we come in with that mindset. But I've tried to kind of throw that away. And just be in the moment of the game and not but but I'm just here to tell you, players feel that way, coaches feel that way. I'm playing this team, they do this to me, they do this to us, and we've got a like a you know a, a zero you know mm-hmm. kind of tolerance right there because we're coming in expecting that now that's not the best way to come in, but I am telling you that right, right. that we're that that is part part of the way players and coaches think.
0: That's interesting because, you know, when I'm speaking to other officials, I'm always telling them it's great to have all the information and be aware of matchups and size differences and records and all that stuff. But the more information you bring in, it's going to kind of cloud your judgment and you're going to come in expecting one thing when it could be a totally different than what happened the previous matchup. So just like next possession, new possession, we're trying to not have the emotion of of, of prior games that, you know, come in. Like I said, it's good to know. We don't want to, we don't want to eliminate that information, but sometimes knowing too much for an official can get, get us into trouble.
1: That's, that's well said. You know, I, I, I think you want to do your homework like we all do, but you have to have an open mind. There's the great thing about this sport is the uniqueness of every game.
0: hundred percent. Absolutely. Let's talk about technical fouls and the psychology leading up to one. Let me ask you this. Do coaches care about getting technical fouls or is it done on purpose? Just give me your take on technical fouls.
1: Yes and yes. I mean, uh, I think there are times that uh, we know we're pushing the envelope uh, and we feel like there's it's worthwhile. Other times, um, and I'm thinking, I mean, most of the time in, in maybe the last couple years, I've been really better about it. But before that, uh, my mindset was probably nervous and anxious. And sometimes I was, uh, uh, you know, too, involved uh, without real strategy You know, I, I, I was driven by emotions as opposed to driven by you know a progressive fact but I do I, I think it's both of those things um, right now I don't want to get technical you know I'm somewhere in my career you know you 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 as you're growing up you might think well you know I got a T there you know and it somehow impacted the years. I, I have not. I really don't. It's, it's like fouling. I don't like fouling. My teams almost every year are one or two in least amount of
0: fouls. And it's not because. Uh, That's because you hired a referee coach to go train you on what illegal contact was.
1: Well, and, and the players know. I just, you know, there's a sense out there that fouling is okay sometimes. Well, I have never found value in fouling. Never. I want to win games because I, my team gets fouled more and gets to the free-throw line, and and I don't foul. And I can't always control, depending on your talent level, how many times I get to the line. But I can control pretty good with my teams how much I foul. Uh, and, and that's been important to me, and it's, it, it's been a difference maker to me.
0: I'm just curious, how do you go about coaching defense and letting your players know what is legal what is not what what is that what are those conversations like
1: well in the practice yeah. you know, everything to me comes from the practice floor and how you react to certain things you know and there's a difference to me for example in a player what they do with their feet if they're trying to get to a position and they foul probably not going to hear a great deal from me But what they do with their hands drives me absolutely crazy. And in the practice situation, they will hear it almost every time. I I just – I don't want them reaching. You know, if they're beat, I I don't want that reaction. I want a team rotation reaction. I don't want you to make it worse. I don't – you know, I kind of learn which players can block shots a little. I'm not a big shot blocker kind of defensive coach by and large but I get to a point where I kind of understand some people are good at it. And I certainly take advantage of that, but I coach the feet. I coach the feet and the hands almost always just get us in trouble. And they kind of know that about our system.
0: Gotcha. You guys talk about verticality
1: a lot. We do. And I don't, I can almost in any practice tell you, uh, there's going to be a response from the head coach when there's a foul frustration. You know, somebody beats you, you're you're reacting to a missed shot at the other end. Uh, you're trying to do too much. And I coach the heck out of those situations. You know, the, the, the players know that, that that just compounds the issue. I might deal with them getting beat to places that we try to protect, and I might not say a word. I I I you know, occasionally I will, but not always. But if they do that and then they take a swipe at the ball, there's just gonna be a reaction that we don't do that.
0: What do you think coaches can do better at managing in game interactions with officials?
1: Um just as a whole, generally speaking. Yeah. The, the 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 other coaches that I watch, and even in myself, if the dialogue is a communication that is um, spoken, as opposed to yelled, uh, that I have the patience to wait till I'm in a position to truly talk to the official, and I'm not necessarily scooting down the sidelines and yelling at somebody on the baseline. Um, that's hard if, if for a coach because you're, you're anxious and you, you know, it's the way you coach, you coach in the immediate moment and you're trying to communicate in the immediate moment. But it, if if we would just have the, the officials are pretty good. If you approach an official about a play, they probably know which one you're talking, you know, I've, the level of officials I've dealt with, they know. And even if it's not the next play or that immediate moment i i if I'll just wait and have a dialogue and, and and I've tried to learn to ask the right questions you know what did you see what was the priority there? you know not like, man, terrible call yeah, yeah. that really isn't going to create a dialogue that makes either of us better and and I'm sure I've said that a lot but I've also talked with other coaches over the last few years, and they you know and I've tried to learn what to say so that the official can kind of give you an idea of the priorities that he or she went through in making that decision.
0: So how would you word like, let's say we had a, a missed call on one end and you wanted to approach me and ask me about that what would What would that sound like?
1: Well, I'd I'd probably say, you know, what, what did you see, you know, what, 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 what caused that to be a block as opposed to a charge, you know, um, I'm a little more specific if there's something I want to raise, you know, do you think they got there, you know, were their feet outside the restricted area, you know, um, a little more of, of, a, of a question that, that truly has some meat to it, mm-hmm. as opposed to just a reaction to the frustration of the call going the other way. And, uh, and in some cases, you know, I learn a little bit um, kind of about their processing. And, and maybe I can coach that a little bit, you know, with my team.
0: Yeah, that's a great approach, um, just asking questions. I respect that. I know we're trained to answer questions, right? It's not like you get unlimited questions throughout the whole entire game, but if you're coming at, at us with respectful questions and you really want to know what we thought, then we're gonna answer you all day. It's just probably addressing the comments and the constant comments, you know. Where you're shout not you, but you know, coaches shout out their opinion on the play when half the time we don't even have the time to answer them at that moment, you know. So just you know, the main thing with officials is just trying to promote that two-way respect. I would never come into your huddle and shout, coach, how could you run that play? So it's like when officials, you know, shout the same thing to us, that's not the two-way respect. So a lot of my responses with coaches. (laughs) We I generally wind up not even talking about the play. I wind up talking about the way we're talking about the play, and then you know later on if we can get to the play, that's great. But I just think to establish that communication respect, then we're going to actually work together and be able to collaborate and have good conversations. You know, so I I just try to keep that in check first. But that's 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 great. If the coach is going to ask questions, we're gonna we're obligated to answer that.
1: Well. I certainly there's a lot of officials that would tell you I wasn't that way, and uh, and I'm I'm kind of sad about that. But sometimes uh, you 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 know you're you're always trying to get better, and whether you believe it or not, people that stay in things long times, they're kind of working at it. And there was there was a switch in the moment with me that allowed me to realize that uh, this was not healthy, uh, you know to To be that, and what we are is nervous. What we are is anxious. You know those kind of things. You know that, and especially with teams. You know sometimes, having coached a lot of years, I've had really good teams, and I've had teams that were average, and I've had teams that, man, I just about felt like I got to do everything's got to kind of go right, you know, for me to have success. And but you, you're not very effective as a coach. Either with your team or with the officials, if you're feeling like you, every call has got to be perfect in your eyes. You're not going to coach well, and your relationship with officials is not very good. And I, I have kind of learned that, but I, I went through periods where I probably wasn't very good.
0: Listen, we're all trying. We're all growing. What happened in the past is the past. You know, as long as we can all yeah. move move forward and and keep it positive, I have. Um, I got, a, I got an idea for you for a great response if you want to get the attention of an official in a positive way. Okay. Give them a compliment on a call that went against you. Then the next thing you have to say, they're going to be wi- eyes wide open and listening to everything you want to say. I know I'm always caught off guard. It's happened like two or three times in my life. But like a coach will say, hey, that was a really good call when I just called a charge against this team. So the next time he called me over, I'm running over to him. You know, like he built that rapport with me. It was a respectful line. It raised my attention and awareness. Also, when coaches thank you after you give them a response, or you know, I really appreciate that. These little things go, go a long way because, you know, we're used to hearing a lot of neg- negativity. So if you can well, inject some positivity in there, it's going to be very effective.
1: Well, you know, I've I've dealt with officials for, oh, my gosh. I mean, some of them 15, 20 years, you know, and good officials, you know. But there's probably going to be a point where you've seen each other so much, you know, that – and I remember once um, it was an official and I were kind of working through things a little bit, and there was a call late in the game. We had to lead, but there was a call that I didn't like, and I said something like, I I I don't know. I, I'm I'm not a very sarcastic coach. That's not how I am. Not mm-hmm. not I'm not that way as a person, but this had this had a lot of sarcasm. And the official kind of looked at me like, really? And I felt, you know what, it destroyed me. I the game was over, and I always go down and shake the other coach's hand. But I went straight to the official and I said, you know, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was wrong, and luckily the official had great presence. It's okay, Dan. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Then I went, and an official, the other coach who I know really good, just looking at me like wow. But I felt, uh, I felt horrible. I felt horrible uh, at that point. But um, I was so glad I did that because you know, we had the official several times, and, and we had been up and down and we just kind of got into a better place. And then I make this stupid sarcastic remark. And then, but I say that to him and then we just finished the season. Great. You know, I had him several times and it was great. And uh, we, we make mistakes and sometimes if we just own up, you know, because we're going to see each other, especially in a league like mine.
0: Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned sarcasm and there's really no place in it in basketball. I'm very sarcastic off the court, extremely. But I've found it's just not effective in basketball. You know, even when I hear a coach like he'll make a sarcastic line, I'm like turned off. Meanwhile, like off the court, if you would have said that, I would have I would have laughed with you. But
1: yeah, there's just really no place for it. No, it's I don't use it in coaching my players, and I and I, I, I really don't use it much at all uh, in regard. You know, I find the humor. I'm, I'm like everybody else. I watch a comedian or something, and or somebody will say something to me and it kind of fits. It just doesn't fit this persona. (laughs) Right. right.
0: Well, this is great coach. I think you're, you're providing like so much value, um, for the officials. Like I said, we rarely get access to, to a high level coach like this, like yourself, um, and just being able to pick your brain and, and just hear the, the coach's perspective is very, very helpful. Is there anything else, um, that you'd like to say with regards to officiating and and kind of bridging the gap between coaches, players, and referees?
1: No, I just think like a lot of things in our world, uh, communication, the ability to feel what the other person is feeling. You know, we coaches need it, and I think officials too, because I I think it tends to diffuse and and allow for – a reality of of two hard jobs going on at the same time. And, uh, you know, uh, I I would not want to be an official. I know how hard they have to work. I know how difficult it is. Um, And uh, I have better relations now than I probably ever have in my career with officials because I've gotten to a point where I see both sides better. Mm. And when I was younger, all I knew was I was trying to keep my job and win enough games that some administrator didn't have the ability to fire me. (laughs) And now I look at it differently, but I'm older. And that's the only thing I would share Uh, with, with it. I'd share the same thing with a coach too. Yep.
0: Yeah. That ability to have empathy really can, can empower your relationships and and
1: improve them. It, it actually can improve. And that's the key. It, it's actually, everybody ends up doing a better job. Because if you create that, the same way the player, you don't have good communication with a player and they feel like they, they've got to do something incredibly special as opposed to just being the best version of himself. You don't always get a very good performance, yeah. you know, and, and it's the same thing, I think, in those relationships. What you really want is, is a good performance as a coach and a good performance as an official, and then the players kind of decide the game. And that's how I kind of see it.
0: Well said, Coach. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Coach. I'll, um, I'm will i going to edit this, and I'll send it over to you. Would you mind, like, sharing it with whoever you want to yeah, share it yeah, with? I'd be
1: glad to. People will love that I did this. And uh, good for you. Good for you. We we, we need We need – A lot of things right now, Matt. This is a good
0: one. All right. Again, coach. Take care and best of luck this upcoming season. I'll be watching and rooting for you.
1: Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs podcast. Serve the game.